The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You've all heard the saying, there is no I in team. Well, that's partly correct, but we each bring a unique perspective and experience when working as a team, so it can be viewed as a collective group of eyes that work together to build a team of success. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, how to get it just right, with host Dr. Cass Henry. In today's program, we'll uncover the tools of team success in order to achieve winning results. Now, here is Dr. Cass Henry. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. I'm Dr. Cass Henry, and I'm so very excited to share another hour with you. Goldilocks epitomizes balance, finding that harmony in everything about life, establishing the centeredness to help ourselves and those we love to pursue their dreams from that place of harmony to climb the summit of our chosen paths, to reach our individual goals by getting it just right. We renew our discussion on the centeredness by exploring home ownership and what a successful home ownership represents. Home is where each of us start our story. Our stories begin at home. Home is that safe place where we do not have to pretend, a place where we can be ourselves and harmonize the rest of our life journey. Maslow's hierarchy of needs indicates that psychological needs and safety needs of all human beings are foundational to living a purposeful life and finding fulfillment. This means home becomes a basic need for all people. The American dream is also rooted in home ownership as part of pursuing life, liberty, and happiness. Yet, this basic need is not easily accessible to all. How can we understand the pathway towards home ownership, and how can we build the much-needed safe place for our families is a question explored all across the world in spite of differences in culture, languages, as well as the economic wealth levels of the different countries. To help me explore home ownership is Kim Woods, a successful small businesswoman who has built a real estate business as a broker for Century 21 and is an International Hall of Fame inductee of 2017. Kim, we have known each other for a while now, and you have been my go-to person for my real estate needs. Welcome to this episode of Home, a place where love, hope, and dreams begin. Thank you, Dr. Henry. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited to have you on the show. And I want to start this conversation by having you take a step back in time and help paint a picture of what propelled you to become a businesswoman and what moved you to become the person helping other people find their dreams 
And by helping other people find their dreams, you have built your dream. What made you go down this path? Well, basically, um, I did, I I lost my mom at a very young age, and Mm -hmm. right at the time, I was planning to attend nursing school. So, unfortunately, I had to grow up very quick, and I was unable to attend nursing school. So, what I chose to do, I went to the community college, and Uh I took some real estate classes. I did get my real estate license, but back, you know, when I was 21 years old, it was difficult Uh for people to take me serious as a real estate agent. I can so, see that. Mm-hmm. Right. So I tried. You know, I, I worked hard. I, I worked for friends, for family, so on and so forth. But then I took a little bit off uh, time off to start my family. Mm-hmm. And during that time, I actually went to University of Illinois at Chicago, and I took a certificate class in small business management and Uh, how uh to start a business. And Mm -hmm. they taught us in that class, marketing is everything and everything is marketing. And that is what I took away with me. So then I... Um, I came upon some, uh, some you know, trying times in my life where, you mm-hmm. know, I needed to get back to work and, and uh, earn a substantial living for myself and my three small children. And at the time, um, it was difficult for me to put my children in uh, child care uh, because it just was not financially worthwhile for me. So. Okay. Um, I came back into the real estate market probably about 18 years ago, and um, I joined Century 21, and mm-hmm. um, I uh, everything just kind of came to fruition for me from my small business experience that I've learned over the years to mm-hmm. um, being able to sell real estate, and I just have a passion for seeing people be able to reach their goals and to realize the American dream of mm-hmm. home ownership. That is such a beautiful journey, and it actually speaks to the struggles young women have in a society where stereotypes and stigma and everything else comes with it, and women having to juggle motherhood and a career, especially when 50% of our households are being raised by single mothers. Right. So I am so, so happy and proud to see how much you have accomplished. And I know for the women listening out there, it is going to give them a lot of hope that they too can make it provided, you know, they stay on top of it. They put in the effort and put all the building blocks to move forward with the journey. Such a wonderful story. Thank you. Thank you. It was tough. You know, I had to put my children who were two, four, and six years old in my real estate office in an office and have them watch Barney reruns so Mm -hmm. that I can go out and show homes. And that was many, many years ago. And these same kids really appreciate me for what I did do for them back in the day and what I continue to do. And now um, one of my children is uh, starting uh, graduate school for her master's degree. I have uh-huh. a, another son who is a junior in college, and my daughter is pre-med. So wow, what it's turned story. out really, really well so far, yep. too. Mm-hmm. So your investment is not just in the small business. Your investment has been in your family while getting your small business up and running and building your real estate business against all odds because you had to earn that trust and respect being a young person. 
Exactly, exactly. And it's all about balance, but it also requires a lot of hard work and dedication on all levels. Oh, yes. And knowing you, I know that is inherently a part of you. You, you are somebody who is so driven. So I am not surprised, but I am. I would love to see that determination be contagious and people listening to this show kind of catch that contagion uh, enthusiasm to pursue and not give up. Because roadblocks are really not a stopping point, but truly a springboard. Right. And so as we think about ownership, successful ownership is not really solely about getting a home, but it is also making sure that they are getting into a home purchase that they can pay up and fulfill their obligations and over the long haul remain homeowners. What advice would you give people who are thinking about home ownership? Since especially we have seen too many people buy homes they can't afford and then get into bankrupt situations and end up in a worse place than they started. Exactly. And what I usually tell my clients is the first place to start is with a lender that you trust. Now, a lender will look at your finances. They'll look at your credit. They'll look at your income. They will look at your debt. And then they will give you a number of what they think you can afford on paper. However, I usually tell my clients that number may not be the number that you want to use when you purchase a home. It all depends on what your lifestyle is. If someone Mm -hmm. likes fine dining, going on vacation, driving fancy cars, things like that, you may want to scale down a little bit. If someone lives more of a simple life, then they may want to spend what they're qualified for on their mortgage. I usually like to use the term house poor. I never want my clients to be house poor where they're only living for a house payment because then that will take away from the quality of their life. And that is such a responsible way to be a realtor because I have come across so many in my early days of trying to buy a home in the United States as I had settled down and got a job in the Chicago area. Everybody was pushing me to buy as much home as possible based on my income potential. I'm like, but I don't need a house that big. I don't want to clean a house that big. I don't want to live to clean and pay mortgage. But you are coming from a very different place. But it also explained to me as to why you're successful, because you are helping them actually help people find their dream as opposed to let their dream turn into a nightmare. Right, right, exactly. You know, another another way that I differ from a lot of realtors is when I walk into a home, I will point out things that, um, that either when they uh, try to sell the home in the future may be a point that a buyer will not like, such mm-hmm. as if, if the home is, is backing to a, a railroad track or power mm-hmm. lines. I usually like to point those things out because um, some buyers would rather back to uh, railroad tracks or power lines than back to other neighbors, but that is a small percentage. And I, I never like my clients to walk into a home, fall in love with a home, 
and not see the surrounding areas. I could not live with myself to Mm -hmm. uh, list that home five years from now when they're ready to sell and then uh, have a lot of the buyers say Mm -hmm. that they do not like the surroundings of the home. I felt I would feel like I did not do my job. That is such an excellent point because when you were helping us downsize and go from a big home to a smaller townhome, I remember one of the th- places we really, really liked, you were the one to point out to the fact that, Cass, there's a cemetery in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Right? Because we were too busy looking at the house. We were not looking beyond the back fence. Right, right. And those things are all exceptions that buyers will raise when hopefully with my buyers, I will one day be their agent when they're selling. And that's the relationship I like to try to maintain with my clients. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's why uh, instead of going in and, and telling people, oh, yes, you should buy this house, you like it, you should buy it. Sometimes I will like to point out things. Oh, it's priced a little too high. Oh, you know, this furnace looks like it's really old, uh, things like that. I, I like to point out it may need a new roof in, in three to five years. The roof is starting to curl. I always like to point those things out with my buyers just because I never want them to purchase something and not be educated. Yes, and to me that means that you are being a trusted advisor and you are looking out for their interest as much as um, building your business. You're not putting building your business and getting your commission over people getting into a home. They're going to be happy over the long haul and they can turn around and sell it when they need to move. So truly, you're being a trusted partner and a transformational partner instead of looking at a home sale as a transaction. Exactly. So do you see the approach you take actually helping you bring clients who stay with you throughout their entire life as long as they're in this area so that all they're buying and selling is through you because they've built that relationship and that trust? I will say that about probably 75% of my business are referrals. So um, I think that's probably a pretty good number because I do have a lot Mm -hmm. of clients that move out of state, um, but Mm -hmm. a lot of them do end up um, referring me to a family or friend. So um, it's a good position to have, and that's what I do pride myself on, that I do have a lot of returning clients. Oh, definitely, and there is no bigger compliment than a referral. And with that thought... We're going to take a break and let's come back and pick up this conversation. Thank you. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. 
That's KASHenry.com for more information. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You're listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Henry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. You are joining us back uh, as Kim and I talk about the wonderful uh, dream come true of home ownership and how do we make sure that the dreams we're pursuing do not turn into a nightmare for us and our families. Welcome back, Kim. Thank you. So as I have always heard people say, Buying real estate, buying a home, there are three most important things we need to remember. And those three things are location, location, and location. As funny as it may sound, it means different things to different people based on individuals' life, family, other circumstances in life. So what are good ways for everybody to evaluate what is going to be the right location for their stage in life, for what they are trying to do. And are there any stories, illustrations, something you can share with our audience so that it kind of resonates and stays with them up until they have to make decisions as opposed to listen and forget it? Sure, sure. Absolutely. Well, what I find is um, my younger home buyers, Mm -hmm. they are more concerned about being close to their job, um, Mm -hmm. maybe being closer to uh, an area where there's more nightlife, shops, dining, so on and Uh so forth. For example, People that are, are just right out of school, a lot of them choose to stay downtown Chicago. And uh-huh. the reason being is because a majority of their jobs will be downtown Chicago. You're just an Uber taxi or a walk away from the, the bars, the lakefront, the um, plays and theater and, you know, the, the parks and everything that, that you know, many, many different aspects for entertainment, as well uh-huh. as being very close to your job. A lot of the younger generation do not want to commute to the city. It um, also helps them not have a car, not have some of those other expenses, and they get their exercise, yeah. right? Exactly, exactly. And then what I find is that generation of the 
Chicago working professionals, they end up finding spouses, having children, Mm -hmm. and at that point, they have to decide, do I want to raise my child in the city or do I want to move to the suburbs? Now, I will say a very large number of them will end up moving in the suburbs. And Mm -hmm. what I find is they like to move close to the areas that they were raised. A lot of times because their parents are still out here and then they will have babysitters. They also look at school districts at that point. So, um, so you know, they, they want to be in certain school districts, so they'll look at that. Um, and then, you know, we'll also get the buyers that do not live downtown Chicago or do not mm-hmm. work downtown Chicago. So most of the buyers that do not work downtown Chicago do not live downtown Chicago. Most of them will live in the surrounding suburbs because it makes their commute a little bit easier. So um, it's, it's mostly about um, location to work and family, churches and schools. That's what I find are the four most important um, items for determining where one wants to live. And then as these family folks have their kids go to college, they become empty nesters, do you see the reverse cycle happening, that they are moving I, I closer do. to the kids? I, yes, I do. I do. But what I, what I find, um, for the most part, is and actually I am in that situation because my last child is starting mm-hmm. college right now. I know. And for yeah. me... I, um, I, I'm thinking about possibly downsizing my home, although I can't move far from my area because this is where my livelihood is. This is where I sell real estate. Definitely. I have to be able to be in my office within mm-hmm. 15 minutes at any given time. So I really think I will stay um, in my area. But then, you know, I see people like uh, yourself that move uh-huh. from the suburbs downtown Chicago because you're, um, you know, you, you just want to be closer to work. You want to be closer to the lakefront if to, mm-hmm. um, you know, all, all the all the shops and the restaurants yes. and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, it, 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 it's just a case-by-case case situation because at that point, people need to see, ask themselves, well, do I have grandchildren that I babysit for? You know, a lot of times they don't want to mm-hmm. move away from the grandchildren. Um, I see a lot of times people will downsize to a much smaller home here, and then they'll end up getting a place in a warmer climate, such as Florida or Arizona. Those are the popular ones. I will sometimes see people even getting keeping a small home in Chicago and having a small home in the suburbs. Um, it's just a case-by-case basis, and also it depends on um, you know the amount of income people have as well, how many mm-hmm. homes they can own, exactly what they're trying to do. But for the most part, I do see empty nesters end up downsizing, but a lot of times they do kind of stay in the area that they are familiar with, but just a much smaller home. That makes total sense. We have a caller on the line, Della from Chicago. Welcome to the show. Hello. Good afternoon, ladies. Good Hi, afternoon, Della. Della. Hi, I have a question. Sure. Yes, okay. go ahead. My husband and I, um, we've decided to buy a home and um, in Chicago. 
um, as first-time home buyers, what would we need to um, take care of as as far as finding, you know, the right realtor, the right bank, and you know, just everything that comes along with first-time home buying? You know, that's my question. Sure. And well, um, a lot of times a realtor can refer a great lender to you. So what you want to do, you'd want to explore the area in Chicago where you're planning to move. You can go on Zillow. Sometimes Zillow has realtor ratings. You can Google the area to where you're looking, and a lot of times realtors and their ratings will will pop up. Um, But I will say that a referral from a coworker or family member or friend is probably going to be your best bet with finding a realtor, but if you cannot get a referral from anyone or if they're not familiar with the area you're moving to, I do suggest um, doing an Internet search. Um, Once you find, you could either go one of two ways. You could either find your realtor first, and that realtor can more than likely direct you to a wonderful lender. Um, Or a lot of times people will come to me already pre-approved. They will either go to their local bank or they just like a realtor, can get a referral from a family member or a friend. Who did they use when they bought their house? Who did they use when they refinanced their house? So I usually think referrals are going to be your best bet for both. Now, once you do speak with your lender and you uh, find out what dollar amount you are pre-approved for, then you would contact the realtor back and the realtor can set you up on a search of properties in the area, which will provide you with pictures, virtual tours, everything that you need, and you can decide then which properties you may be interested in taking a look at. Oh, okay. That sounds pretty easy. (laughs) So when you go through this process also, Kim, one of the things I talk to people about since I teach finance in the classroom and a lot of times students come and ask me as, you know, young people starting their lives, um, they all, one of the questions they ask is, is a bank better than a credit union or a credit union better than a bank? And it truly depends on the relationship people have. So, Della, if you have an opportunity to have a credit union account, depending on where you work and where you live, credit unions tend to give a better rate than banks themselves if you are a credit union member, whether it's car buying or home buying. Something to think about. And I do agree with that. Okay, yeah, I am definitely a, a member at a credit union, so I, I would definitely have to go into the office and talk to somebody there. Yes. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I had that option. Yes, mm-hmm. you do. And and then when you know what you're pre-approved for, then you need to look at what your down payment should be, and is that down payment enough to be 20% of the value of the home, or else you end up paying PMI as additional interest. So there is a lot of math involved and knowing the right banker or the credit union to work through those calculations is equally important. So I would say you truly need two trusted partners, a trusted realtor and a trusted financial person from the bank or credit union to partner with you and your husband in this journey. Oh, wonderful. I am so excited. It didn't sound as... uh 
you know, I was scared to start and where to go and who to talk to, and now I kind of have an idea of, of where I can start. Thank you. Great. You're well, welcome. Glad. And wish you all the best, Della. Thank you. Good luck, Della. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So that's one of the fears a lot of first-time homebuyers have, right, Kim? Yes, absolutely. They just do not know where to begin. So um, I have a few trusted loan officers that I work with um, Mm -hmm. that I like to refer to people because being in business so many years, I have seen um, a lot of great loan officers and a lot of very poor loan officers. And Mm -hmm. it is an investment because when you apply for your loan, you have to pay money, which will take you for your appraisal fee. You also Mm -hmm. have home inspections done. Uh, So you have a lot of -of out-of-pocket up front. And if your lender lets you down at the last minute, you're already negative about $1,000 in fees. So you want to make sure from the beginning that you have a good lender who is going to give you the right information and be able to bring you to the closing table. Mm -hmm. And truly, truly put your interests first and work with you and advise you. Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So the third role that hits my mind as we are talking about first-time homebuyers knowing who to partner would be a real estate attorney. And as a realtor, you can also recommend our good realtors know good real estate attorneys in the area who can work with the potential client to help them with their home buying process or selling process as well. Yes, that is very important because Illinois is a, um, a real estate attorney state. So realtors will bring you to the contract, but the attorney will take you to the closing. The attorney is the person who will negotiate any attorney review issues, home inspection issues. They follow up on financing deadlines to make sure that you do not breach the contract. So it's very important. What I tell my clients is you would not have a real estate attorney uh, represent you on a personal injury case. So I suggest that you do not have a personal injury attorney <laughs> represent you on a real estate Definitely. Um, Definitely. It's very important to get an attorney who specializes only in real estate. And a lot of times they will do corporations and trusts as well, mm-hmm. but, um, but someone that does specialize in those fields. And a reputable law firm should have partners specializing in various areas, right? So if I'm a business owner and I have a business attorney, my business attorney's practice may have a real estate lawyer and may have other lawyers. So I can tap into a practice and get attorneys in different fields. So having that attorney-client relationship is also important as much as having a financial institution and a realtor relationship. Right, right. But one thing I will mention, with, um, with most attorneys, they do charge hourly. Real estate attorneys generally have a flat fee. So uh-huh. if you do go with a very large firm, you want to make sure that your real estate attorney is not charging an hourly fee, that they are charging you a flat fee, or else you could be paying too much. That's an excellent point. That is such an excellent point that everybody, even experienced home buyers, sometimes tend to forget. And right. with that wonderful uh, suggestion, we're going to go in for a break and come back to continue the conversation. 
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's CassHenry.com. If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's CassHenry.com for more information. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Henry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. Thank you for joining my wonderful real estate uh, uh, advisor, Kim, and I to continue the conversation on the joys of homeownership and how to make sure that we don't get into a bind by making choices that are not exactly just right. Welcome back to the show, Kim. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yes. And this has been a very, very interesting conversation, and I was so glad to hear a first-time homebuyer, potential homebuyer call in with the questions. Um, and as we continue on the thought, home ownership is not just buy one time and done and the home is going to be perfect for the rest of the lifetime of the ownership. Homes need maintenance. Home needs improvement. And like any other asset, it needs to be maintained and kept relevant for us to live in it as well as when the time comes to sell it. And we don't want to do improvements and modifications just to sell because you don't want 25 years later to try and find out, oh, my God, half the things in this place cannot even be replaced because we didn't do the upkeep as it was needed. So how do home buyers go about knowing which improvements are going to add value and what improvements, while it sounds nice, may not be the right thing to do. Right. Now, um, I do sell a lot of homes. And when I do sell those homes, a lot of times people will have me come into their home um, you know, prematurely, probably a couple months prior to them even listing the home, and um, and ask me what I suggest they should do. Um, 
it's not a very good thing to spend a lot of money. Or if, you know, if, if a buyer is looking, it's not, you know, they, they are paying for their improvements. So from a seller's aspect, um, I usually tell my sellers, paint and carpeting, declutter the home. Those three things are not very costly and... Mm-hmm. Um, they will get you a really good return on your investment. Um, I have sometimes people ask me, oh, well, should I put in granite counters? Well, if you put in granite counters with old cabinets, that kind of defeats the purpose. Now, Definitely. if you're putting if if your counter is worn or or um, or has uh, nicks or scratches or cuts in it, I may even suggest you put in a cheap counter, not necessarily a granite counter. I, I like mm-hmm. to look at that. Now, with buyers, um, most buyers want to purchase a home that is already a hundred percent put together. They love homes that are completely rehabbed, that they really won't have anything to do. However, that is not getting them the best return on their investment. Ideally, Mm -hmm. like when my children are ready to purchase a home, Uh um, probably against their wishes, I will suggest that they buy a home that needs work because we have the capability to do work ourselves. So, my kids will get a better return on their investment by purchasing a home that may need a bathroom or may need a kitchen or may need a roof where we can get a better price on the house. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you, most people want a home that is already 100% done. I will tell you about 80% of all buyers want that home that has been completely uh, fixed up or new construction um, that they can move into and not worry about at all. But then that comes with a premium, and then they are going to not have the opportunity to put the sweat equity, as you explained, to increase the value of the house to get a return on their investment. Am I understanding you correctly? You are exactly right. Just like the same thing with new construction. I tell people these builders charge a real lot of money for upgrades in homes. So Mm -hmm. if you want hardwood floors, if you want um, granite counters, if you want certain certain light fixtures. Um, So a lot of times I will tell my clients, if you're going to be disciplined and you can do these things yourself, put vinyl in the home rather than spending $15,000 with the builder for hardwood floors. You may be able to put hardwood floors in your home for $6,000 by yourself. But um, it's funny because when I go to sell these homes in five to seven years, a lot Uh of times I go there and they still have the vinyl floors. So that's why I always (laughs) tell people they have to be disciplined to to do that, to save the money. But I really think our society today does not want to bother. Um, A majority of people would rather just have it all done and ready to go, even if it means saving a few dollars. Yes, and it's fascinating you say that because when Mike and I built our first home in Huntley and mm-hmm. moved far out in a big home, big enough to house my entire family, I was bringing from overseas. We bought a house that we can afford and we bought the space we needed as opposed to how much we could afford. 
because we want we, we did not want to be house poor, but there were so many other people in our subdivision who had built that perfect home, but they didn't have money to even get sofas in their living room, curtains in their windows. Right. Right. And that yep. was a fascinating education for me in a subdivision where the growth spurt of Chicagoland is crawling two and a half hour commute from work for me. And yet people are willing to go that far out to get an affordable home and build it the way they want. Because land here in Chicago, we're backing into a lake, right? So that's limited. But even then, they're not thinking through how are we going to live once we build a house. Right, right. And and I see that often. But um, after the real estate crash, people are not wanting these mini mansions anymore. People, people are wanting, even if they can afford a 5,000 or 6,000 square foot home, they're choosing to purchase the 2,500 to 3,000 square foot home. I think, um, I think a lot of people were scared and a lot of real estate buyers are a lot more smart about where to purchase and what to purchase. That is actually a good lesson learned. That is a very, very good lesson learned. And so the building on that conversation, I've also heard people say it's better to be the least expensive home in the neighborhood because you get the highest return on your investment. You don't want to be the most expensive home in your neighborhood. Right. And that is true. The um, uh, people will, will feel better about purchasing a home in a really nice area of, of large homes and, and being able to, um, a lot of times people associate larger homes with, um, with quality of neighbors. And although that's not necessarily true, I live in uh-huh. a, um, in an, area of larger homes, and I don't even see my neighbors because they're out working all the time. So, um, you know, but, but I do see that a lot of buyers want to be the smaller home, and people will pay a little bit more for that smaller home in the neighborhood of the larger homes, just because mm-hmm. of, you know, of what I said before, that, that they feel it's a little bit more quality of a neighborhood. That is such an important thing to remember. And we have an emailed question here from Mike from Central Illinois. And the question Mike is asking, we may have to go to break and we'll finish this conversation, but the question he is asking on email is, how can one go about exploring buying a vacation home and if that vacation home is to be outside of the country? What are some of the thoughts that they need to put in perspective when they even explore that idea? Well, they will definitely want to visit the areas that they are considering purchasing the home in. For example, eventually I want to purchase a home in Florida. So um, I, I kind of know an area to where I want to live. Um, but a lot of times in these vacation areas, the homes do sell very quickly. So if a home comes on the market, it will be very difficult for me to fly to that area and um, and actually see the property. So what a lot of people I see are doing, they will go down to the area that they choose, whether it's in the country or out of the country. They will find a trusted real estate agent 
And mm-hmm. through technology such as FaceTime, Skype, um, all of those great things we have, uh, the agents can now go and preview these properties and actually kind of almost do a virtual tour via um via FaceTime with the client to see if this client's going to like the home. And then maybe within the first week of it being under attorney review and inspection, Mm -hmm. you would get out there just to verify that it is the type of home you are looking Mm -hmm. for. Such a fascinating progress with technology. And Mm -hmm. let's pick up this conversation when we come back from our break and going into our last segment. your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com for more information. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You're listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Henry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. You're joining my guest today, Kim Wirtz, and I to continue our conversation on home ownership and how to make choices that are just right. Kim, today we live in a world where Airbnb is the norm, right? And what are some of the considerations when buying a home or condos as investment property for renting or engaging in Airbnb. There are regulations considerations, there are investment options people need to consider, and some locations don't allow you to rent, and buyers need to know if they can rent or Airbnb before they even get into a transaction. Right. Now, there is a place in the multiple listing service listing that um, it's marked for investors, can unit be rented? And um, the, the listing agent will either put a Y for yes or an N for no in that box. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that they are correct. So if you definitely want to 
purchase an investment property that you want to either rent out or use for an Airbnb, you definitely would want to get your hands on the bylaws, declarations, and association rules and regulations um, that the unit uh, would would have that shows you all of the rules and regulations for the particular unit that you're interested in. That will lay out whether or not rentals are available. Never trust what you see on an MLS listing sheet without actually seeing those uh, condo declarations to be sure that you can achieve the goal of what you're trying to do. That is such an important piece of information because a lot of times we trust the real estate agent and then we trust what we see on that listing and not all agents look at all the small print, right? Right. And once you close on your property, it's not like you're in a clothing store. You can't return your house. So if you make a bad decision because you are not educated, now you are stuck with that house. And if you find out you cannot rent it, these associations can be ruthless. So you cannot just rent it and think that you can pull the wool over the association's eyes because they have a lot of power. Yes, yes. And it is an impossible task to fight them. Being there, done that, got the T-shirt is what we say. So that is a very, very important piece of information. Are you seeing more and more people engaging in investment properties because of B&B? Um, I don't really in my area out here. Um, I actually purchased a property that my daughter lives in um, while she's attending graduate school. Mm-hmm. And it's a property that, um, that I'm probably going to keep for the future when she moves out. I'll probably just keep it for myself, kind of mm-hmm. selfish for the, the times when I like to go to the city. And, okay. um, and I may look at using that one as an Airbnb. Um, okay. So you do see more in um, by airports in the actual city of Chicago, you know, more tourist areas. Yes. But I okay. will say um, my, my daughter, who's 22 years old, she uses Airbnbs everywhere she goes. She's been to New York City. She's been all over Europe, and she's always used Airbnb. She swears by them. It's a generational thing. So millennials mm-hmm. and uh, Gen Zs live by Airbnb. Us right. older folks are like totally freaked out about the whole concept. It's like you're going to let somebody in the house. You're going to live in somebody's house just for a few days. I mean, mm-hmm. for us, there are so many pitfalls in that whole process. But as I can't believe we're actually coming close to the end of the show, but I would be remiss if I don't give you an opportunity to take a few moments and share with our audience how they can find you, how they can reach you, and what is the best way to interact with you and work with you as they pursue their own dream of owning a home as their residence or their investment property. Oh, sure, and thank you for that. Um, Again, my name is Kim Wirtz, and I work for Century 21 Affiliated. My cell phone number is area code 708-516-3050. That's 708-516-3050. You can visit my website, which is Kim Wirtz, W-I-R-T-Z dot com, or you can email me at Kim at KimWertz.com. I do service Chicagoland and all of the suburbs, so um, there's no areas really that I don't cover, and 
if there is, I will tell you. Thank you so much for spending the hour with me and helping share very, very important information with our audience. Appreciate your time, and I will look forward to talking to you and maybe even getting you back on the show for a much more detailed conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity, Dr. Henry. Take care, Kim. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You can listen to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right, every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment Channel. I encourage you to subscribe to the show and download the episodes from my host page. And please continue the conversation long after the shows are over because our journey has a purpose. Our journey is about sharing our lessons learned and sharing our insights so that we help empower each other as we shape our shared economic empowerment and self-empowerment journey. I am truly happy that you as my audience continue to spend an hour a week with me. Thank you for being a part of the show and thank you so much for continuing to encourage us to have conversations that are very, very meaningful to you. As you go out and make your impact in the world and find your path to your own empowerment, remember, every human interaction is an opportunity for our transformation. So let's go out there, transform lives, and don't forget to start with your own. Thank you for tuning in to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. Please join Dr. Cass Henry again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another edition of the program. We'll see you then.